Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Olga Zakal. She is a, an author, she's an entrepreneur, she's a coach, she's a speaker, and doing some really great things to help people live on purpose. Olga, I am thrilled to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Paul. I have to tell you that I did not meet you personally, but I heard a, a few interviews, and one of my absolutely favorite ones, when you interviewed the author and your friend, Art the author of the book, The Human Connections. Yes. And every, every year I have one specific goal or it can be one specific word which I pray on and meditate on. And this year is for me human meaningful connection. And it's resonated with me so much. So thank you. Here I am, can talk to you personally. So I am double thrilled. I am so happy to hear that. And my conversation with Art Coombs, he's a, a good friend of mine that I've known for years, and he gets this. He understands that the human connection side of things is really what drives, obviously, relationships, but also business and other areas of success that people are looking for. So that resonated with you because you're, you've got a lot of experience in this area, too. Can you share with our listeners, Olga, just a little bit about who you are, where you come from? I understand, you know what, there there used to be even jokes made about, well, we're going to send you to Siberia. But that's where you came from. Am I right? That's correct. I had um, so many... So many moments of my life, um, at one point, I was mad at God mm. and the universe. Why I was, why did he send me to Siberia? I lived there half of my life, and I am happy to um, celebrate that exactly. The, the second part of my life, I lived here in America, so I'm truly Russian-American. Yes. I grew up in Siberia with nine months of snow, got a full scholarship to come to state, uh, Washington State to go to school for four years. So I got an upgrade from nine months of snow to nine months of rain. <laughs> and last year, last year, I moved my big family, four children, husband, and all the stuff and furniture. We moved from state Washington to Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona. And now my joke is, that um, I got another upgrade. Now I am going to have nine months of perfect sunny weather. So life is good. <laughs> From Siberia to Arizona. Wow. So you've covered the spectrum here, haven't you? Yes. And truly living my American dream. I always dreamed about having a big family, helping people, always had um, the entrepreneurial spirit which was absolutely prohibited, not discouraged, but absolutely prohibited. In one of my stories recently in my blog post, I confessed 
to my women, my my tribe, my women, saying that have you have you heard that I used to sell American jeans on the black market to make extra money, and I was risk. It was very very risky business. I could have been arrested. I could have probably kicked out of university. Russian university was free, but again, nothing is for free. I right? understand that as business people. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Uh, my five-year degree in Russia was free, but you literally have to sell your soul, right? You have to agree with all the communist propaganda. You have mm-hmm. to basically sign your name under all this nonsense. And I grew up always thinking there's no common sense. My mantra was, is this entire world like this or just Soviet Union? There's no common sense. And I'm glad that when I moved to America as an international student first and got married, settled down, became uh, Russian-American, got citizenship, it made sense. I know some people still maybe um, super critical of this beautiful country, but I'm saying that America became my kind, generous stepmother Mm. who not just adopted me, but showed me that there is common sense. And if you take responsibility for your choices, your actions, you can get ahead, not ahead of everybody, but you can um, rise up to that person you always meant to be. Yes. And you know this better than most Americans, I think. If we grow up in a place of freedom and opportunity, sometimes it's hard to imagine what other people in the world are living with and how difficult it can be in a different kind of a context. And we're not here to discuss all of the politics around that, obviously. But you have discovered that there are some principles that are available to us. If we will live by those principles, we can change the outcome of our life. And that's what I love about your message, Olga. You're you're taking this on in business, but also in human life, because sometimes we get to a certain age, for example, and we think, oh, well, you know, I can't do it anymore because I'm I'm too old or I don't have the resources available. So your new book, can we just mention that? Your new book about to come out is about the midlife crisis awakening. Tell us about what that means, what, what that means to you. Well, thank you for um, bringing it up. <clears throat> I heard you saying that some of us, or let's say most of us, when we cross a certain age group, we think that it's too late or I'm too old. I agree with you, and that's why right now I'm creating a new brand, The Ageless Generation, where I invite women 40-plus, and it's the only time I pronounce the, the age, kind of direct, direct them to my, my tribe, my community. But I say, as soon as you cross that, as soon as you join my Facebook group, I say, hey, you're not allowed to tell me your age. Because as soon as you say that number, you will say, well, Olga, I cannot do that. It's too late. Or I'm not supposed to do that. So we are the ageless generation, which brings me to the point around about five years ago, I lived my American dream and basically accomplished everything what I wanted. I wanted a big house, having four children. My mom and my dad lived with me. I hosted a lot of international students because I have this connection with Mm -hmm. them. I came 
to America as as Russian um, exchange student. And so I kind of was checking off all the things I wanted to be married forever, like my grandma for 55 years, like my mother for 46 years until my dad passed away because of cancer. So it was my, my kind of legacy, my legacy, I thought. My legacy would be being a mom. I had um, a rental business. I invested very, very successfully in, in real estate. So I had three rentals. Before that, I was in uh, sales, working for the biggest, one of the biggest American corporations. I wanted to taste that too. It was one of my check and my you know things I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to work for a real big American corporation from the American movies, right? Mm. And so imagine the situation that absolute stranger moved with me for 30 days. I was volunteering for the organization and I was supposed to host a lot of orphans from Ukraine and Russia. And I ended up having their um, social worker, a, a lady came with a group of orphans and I was upset because I thought I still have enough love of my life, um, my heart to adopt another child. And then my American dream will be even better, have an even bigger family. But this complete stranger moved with me. And first, of course, she was very impressed how much I achieved being from Russia. I came to Russia. I'm sorry. I came from Russia with $400 in my pocket. Mm. And by the time the stranger, her name is Lana, she moved with us. She said, oh my gosh, it's American dream. You have this beautiful car, a 6,000 square foot house. It's a palace. It's not a house. She had never seen anything like that. So she was kind of, uh, not jealous, but so happy for me. And her joke was, Olga, I would give you my kidney just to have this life you had. But two weeks later, she's the one who came to me and asked me one question, which woke me up. That one question changed my entire life. That one question made me not just to wake up, but really answer. Uh, Olga had to have this serious conversation with Olga. Olga had a choice to continue living somebody else's life, which was so beautiful and almost perfect on the paper, or she will make a choice and start listening that inner voice, that crying heart, that, that soul which was not satisfied. And um, she asked me one question. And again, I can tell you what it is or your viewers, mm -hmm. your listeners can get my book and find out what was this one question, which literally changed my life. It just basically was turned upside down where I had to be absolutely vulnerable and authentic with myself or continue mm -hmm. living that American dream, which was fake, fake where my heart was crying for help. But I didn't dare to I didn't dare to hurt my children by leaving my husband in toxic relationships and very emotionally up and down because I said I do because I was committed because I believed if we say I do and we promise each other we have to follow through so that all upbringing was so important to me where I totally lost myself my voice mm. my I stopped dreaming. And I thought it's my cross to carry, but it was, it was a lie. It was, I, I don't want any woman or man to feel stuck. And when your inner voice, your intuition, God talks to you and says, it's not too late. You're not too old. doesn't matter how many children you have. It doesn't matter if you came from Siberia or you were born here. 
Don't deny that voice. That voice wakes you up at night and asks you, is this it? A half of your life is gone. Is this it? Are you going to just pretend that it's okay? Or are you going to do something about it, right? So mm-hmm. the midlife crisis for me started as one question, woke me up, and I had a, a choice to make. Yeah. We, we commonly refer to this midlife crisis. You're going to a level here, Olga, that I think a lot of us have felt or seen. And that is where, where we wake up and we realize, wait a minute, is this really the life I was meant to live? Is this all there is? Or is there something else for me? So connecting to that purpose and your, who you really are. That's what I'm hearing from, from this, Olga. That's an important process that we, that we go through. And then there are principles that we can apply that will allow us to move forward without making excuses that, oh, I'm stuck in Siberia or whatever the Siberia is, right? Um, moving beyond those excuses into a life that is fulfilling and rich and full. Um, this is what you're taking on with your book, but it comes from your personal experience too. Yes. When I wrote this book, um, the the very important event happened back in December, right before Christmas. My oldest daughter, who is 19 years old, she wrote me a poem. And I included her poem at the beginning of my book as a, as a first chapter. Mm. She said literally in her book, it took 19 years, 24 days, and four hours to understand what, what your mom went through. And I want to tell you, I'm proud of you. And that was somewhat closure to my midlife awakening journey, which took almost five years. Because when I made a choice to leave my husband, and again, because we have four children together, I want to say I'm not a victim. Mm -hmm. I never had that victim mentality. What I allowed him, how I allowed him to treat me, it's on me. And that's why I had to go through that self-growth, through self-compassion, without blaming any other humans who happened to me in my life. I chose to be with them. And now because we have four children together, I'm very sensitive talking about him. It's not about him anymore. But when I made that choice, uh, there were a lot of forces against me, the church, right? Even the women group where I was uh, involved with, they asked me to leave because I was not righteous enough for them anymore. Um, A lot of girlfriends condemned me and told me that I just have to snap out of that crazy zone. You know, I am going to just have to be content. Um, I forgot to count my blessings. I heard all those messages and they sounded very good. But this may be the first time I had to rise up and say, what if, what if I transform myself to that woman I always meant to be? Not according to my upbringing in Russia. Not according to my parents and my typical Russian um, Jewish mom, but according to me. I'm a good person. I want to bring goodness to others. There's nothing to be ashamed of. And so what I want to encourage your listeners is it is not going to be easy. When we stand up for our life, for our principles, when we can rely on our intuition and maybe the first time follow our intuition, especially women, we do have this strong 
inner voice, but it was maybe um, reduced or dialed down mm. for so many years. Yeah, I lost a lot of friends. Um, I was not a part of that community I loved to be with anymore. My own daughter, my oldest daughter stopped talking to me and called me really bad names and labeled me as a crazy mom. Mm. And now what I want to say why I wrote this book, not just to share my story, but to give and share the blueprint. It's my, my book is the blueprint for women and men, especially women who were maybe in the same situation or going through the same situation. And this is very short, one sentence. It's not going to be easy, but it's worth it. And those people who condemned you and criticized you and loved you, some of, us, some of them will come back. My daughter came back to me mm. and she told me that now I'm her best friend. And if somebody told me that five years ago, I would not believe because I thought I lost her forever, but still I was willing to stand up for my principles and values. Olga, you're a voice of hope to many people who are going through similar things. All right, as we come back from this first break, folks, we will get into some of the tips and ideas that Olga has to share with us. This is Olga Zakal at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com And welcome back, everyone. Olga Zakal today at Live On Purpose Radio. Olga, you've got quite a story. I was realizing as you shared some of your experiences with us that even though your story is unique to you, it's, it's not unheard of. People go through these kinds of things all the time where we create circumstances in our life that sometimes shift or change or move. You talked about making a choice, for example, to leave your husband for a number of reasons that we don't even have to get into here there's a lot of people who start to feel trapped in their life. And I think that's part of what this midlife crisis is all about for a lot of people. The, the circumstances, the job, the relationships, whatever it is that they've created. And they don't realize there's some options here for them to live on purpose, you know, to take charge of their life and move forward. Now, little disclaimer, we're not saying that you should leave your husband, or you should leave your wife, or you should leave your church, or you should leave your job. That's not what we're saying here, is it, Olga? Absolutely. I'm not in favor of divorce. Absolutely. I am strongly pro-family. I'm just saying that um, right now I'm working with a lot of women and uh, my new company, The Age of Generation. And I am working with women. I call them Generation X, women born between 1964 and 84. But again, we don't discriminate against the age. I have ladies, they call themselves 
a part of the third act, mm-hmm. um, gal, boomers, gals uh, from boomer generation. But you know what unites us? First of all, of course, we're all humans and we have our own yes. Siberia. You know, I grew up in Siberia and it was cold and I had to survive. I felt like I had to survive every day. But people create or have to experience their own Siberia. You know, it can be, as yeah. you said, toxic relationship or that um, really hard job where your boss is uh, openly bullying you. Mm. And I want to tell you that what unites us, especially Generation X women, we say, I feel lost. Women tell me daily, almost daily, I feel lost. It's interesting that some of them are very accomplished career women. They are almost like a vice president of the company or the president. And they feel the same way, right? So they have their own idea to overcome and find out what's going on. Right. And then we have my story. I had four children. I want to be married forever. And I had to exit up to 18 years of really hard relationship. But again, doesn't mean that I'm against the family. It's, it's opposite. I stayed with him for 18 years. And it's a plus to me because I thought anything can be solved. Every problem comes with a solution, including my marriage. And also want to clarify, I don't want to feel, I don't want anybody to feel bad or we never ever judge my women and my community. It's love and acceptance. It's compassion. It's never judgment because some of us, like me again, chose to have bigger family, but some of us chose to stay single and they feel lonely. And my, my message to them, it's normal in the sense that I had four children, but I was the most loneliest married woman in the world I felt that you know um, so sometimes your own Siberia that struggle you have to go through which brings me to the point my first chapter what's the first step step I took I try self-love I tried um, I'm a strong woman I never cry I can overcome anything if I survive Siberia I can survive this and I don't need anybody you love me goodbye I try that doesn't work so it worked for me and that's why like i want your listeners to read especially the first chapter i tried self-compassion and boom everything like a puzzle all the small pieces of puzzle came together the first mm-hmm. time in my life i stopped asking myself that annoying question which maybe came with my parents parenting style how i grew up maybe um it was just normal for the communist communist society What's wrong with you? I remember I grew up, it's always like if I have done something wrong, what's wrong with you, right? So I'm teaching women that it's the self-criticism talking. What's wrong with you? And self-compassion says, what is good for you? Women want to lose weight. So not something wrong with me, I ate that cookie again. Something wrong with me, I cannot stop eating sugar. It's self-criticism. It's wrong, right? It's it's harsh. But self-compassion ask well what is good for you is that sugar really good for you and then you're like oh i don't have to fight that no it's not good for me Mm. so of course we're not against uh families or we pro divorce i'm saying that right now for your viewers you know in your heart deep deep in your heart what you want and you'll maybe stop dreaming and maybe you didn't dare to speak up so whatever it is if it's toxic relationship Maybe your work situation. Maybe like I lived in Seattle and last two years we had this abnormal, long, wet winters where I literally suffered. Like I never had depression, 
but I realized that that seasonal depression was coming. And so like small things from change the climate all the way change the environment, you know, not the weather environment, but your everyday environment. It's what I want your viewers to be telling Mm -hmm. you. You said something earlier, and thank you for that clarification, Olga, because it's not about a, a particular life circumstance. That's not what it's about. It's about listening to a voice inside of you that will help to guide you to something better. What's good for me? What you said earlier that really caught my attention, I don't know if you even remember saying this, but you said, I wasn't going to be a victim. And that means a mindset. It's a paradigm. It's a way of seeing the world. So regardless of your circumstances, I think we have these two choices. I'll be a victim or I'll be an agent. I'll take charge of my life and and take responsibility for it too without blaming. You said that as well. Without blaming other people, which just keeps us trapped, right? If we blame someone else for where we are, that's going to keep us stuck in this crisis. Right, we don't have to do that. We take responsibility. Olga, you've been so gracious and generous here today to share your story with us. You are creating a tribe. You mentioned your tribe earlier. Um, mostly women, it feels that you're reaching out. But some of these principles will certainly apply to men as well. Where can people find you and interact with you the best? Where would you like them to go? I invite your female viewers and listeners to join my Facebook group, The Ageless Generation with Olga. It's a very safe place where we can be very vulnerable and no judgment. And it's still in a small, it's it's a small group. I kept it small for purpose, but now I'm inviting and expanding and expanding my invitation because I am having this unique vision where it's not just about um, women come with so many needs. For example, um, yes. some women, 40 plus, they're ready to date again, but they're ashamed or they feel a little bit awkward. Some women, of course, want to lose weight. So I am. Um, I tried to bring to focus on three things. Women who come to my tribe, my community, we're focusing on three things. We want to look amazing because we are females. We were wired to bring that femininity to the world and the world needs that soft touch. So we want to continue looking amazing, like more um, of external makeover, but it's not gonna be final, of course, because it comes with internal makeover. So women want to feel amazing. Feel means like themselves again, um, give themselves permission to dream again. And that which brings us to the third point. We want to do amazing things. Dr. Paul, women come and say, what's wrong with me? And I don't feel like I am visible anymore. And I feel like I am getting so not relevant to the society, to the like younger people. They're all technolo- technologically savvy. So women come to my tribe and say the same thing. I feel lost. What can I do? But at the same time, that hope inside of us is not, is not dead. They say, I want to change the world. I want to do amazing things. And I say, yes, let's do that. But we can do that if first we change our own world. Then we're going to be unstoppable. 
Right. So that's the Ageless Generation with Olga. And that's on Facebook. People can link to that through your website as well, right? Yes, it's the agelessgeneration.com. And also everybody who comes to my Facebook gets a free book. This is my free gift to all the Facebook group members. And the book is called The Midlife Crisis Awakening. And again, that's Olga Zakal, spelled S-Z-A-K-A-L. And uh, you'll find her on Facebook and there on the website, theagelessgeneration.com. Olga, thank you so much for joining me today at Live On Purpose Radio. Thank you very much, Dr. Paul. It was a true honor. And again, I mentioned your previous guest, art with his amazing book the human connection and i feel double blessed well the honor is all ours here at live on purpose radio folks it's time to go live on purpose Mm -hmm.